Good morning and welcome back to God's Best Kids podcast. I'm glad you guys are hearing it. I'm feeling good. It's good to be here. I'm joined with Harrison. Uh, oh yeah, that, that's my name. Yep, thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, man. How are you? I've got COVID at the moment. Actually? Yeah, actually. I've, I've been coughing my guts up. Not beautiful, uh, but life is life. How are you? Yeah, I, I don't have COVID, but like I'm good. It's kind of out of fashion these times. Nah, I went around Dad's office and then he brought it home. But you're feeling good anyway. Well, apart from COVID. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. We've got a list of pretty interesting topics today. I think I think we're getting better. So, yeah, hundred percent. Or maybe the world's there's just more happening in the world. I mean, there's just too many topics to even fit into a hour and a ten minute. Topic. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. I, I'm going to let you take the lead on this particular topic because, let's say, you're more knowledgeable. So let's talk the NBA. What's going on? Um, obviously, we've seen LeBron break the, the all-time point scoring record. With three, it was thirty eight thousand three eight eight or something because like he's thirty eight and then it was some weird. So you like? Shit. So you yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only way I remember it. Obviously, beating what's his name? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh yeah. So beating his points record and didn't they lose the game as well? Yeah, they were losing when he. You know, you know. I saw a really funny tweet like, you know, how they stopped the whole game for him because he did it. If, if you yeah. look at the score, it was third quarter and they were down six points. Like, you could never but, stop a game to celebrate a player in, like, football when you're losing. Yeah, like, you have... Like, there has been instances, because I remember, in, like, 2015, Chelsea did it against, like, Sissy for John Terry, and everyone carried him off the pitch or something. Yeah, but yeah. were they losing? Yeah, that's also true. I don't, I don't think they were losing. Yeah, so carrying John Terry off the pitch at, like... What was the shirt number? Like, 26, 26 minutes. I don't know, to celebrate him because obviously he's retiring or whatever. So, yeah, I think those sentiments are definitely common in sport, but while you're losing, I think it's a bit... So imagine crying, but, like, imagine crying with happiness while you're still losing your game. Yeah. It's a pretty big achievement, though. Oh, it's, not, it's massive. It's massive. <laughs> like, you can't take it away from him, but do it after the game. That's what I'm saying. Like, should honour him after the game when they could maybe win the game instead of doing it when they are down on points. Yeah, I hear that. What do you have to say on this topic? Do you want to talk about LeBron in general? A lot of people are talk, saying that this solidifies like the fact he is the best basketball player ever. Don't agree, funnily enough, because I never agree with that. Wouldn't. Yeah. And the reason why, I mean, you're messy over Ronaldo, right? Yeah. I, I see LeBron and Michael Jordan, like Messi and Ronaldo. Ronaldo, in, to me, is what LeBron is. A person who's a really good athlete who has dedicated their life to a specific game and then learn everything that they can around that game to become like the best that they mm. can be. But that doesn't mean they're, they're like Ronaldo is not a football player as much as he is an athlete who has made himself good at football. I see the same thing on the Bromwich basketball, whereas Michael Jordan, stuff that he did and could do, like he was a basketball player first. He wasn't an athlete first. Same way Messi was a football player first, not an athlete. Like, do you remember Fat Messi? Like, he, if Ronaldo was, like, was it 2013? I'm not sure. But, like, if Ronaldo was 2013 Messi, he wouldn't do anything because he just wouldn't have his athletic prowess to, like, rely on and he would dry up. Yeah. It's more difficult comparing, like, intergenerationally as well. Yeah. I don't know too much... In terms of like the statistics and he's better. I've only 
really watch Le like watch LeBron, LeBron. But you can only go off what you've been told of Jordan and obviously the documentary. People always get confused by best and greatest. I say LeBron could be counted as the greatest because that no one can be as great now as what he's achieved. Like He's the only person to have achieved that. He could be the greatest, but he's not the best basketball player. If you're going off the terms of what a basketball player is, Steph Curry is better than LeBron James. Where Where's he in the rankings? Oh, I don't know. I don't really. I don't. Well, by the time he, is he is he up there? Is he like rated or what? Obviously, he's rated, but like that's, in terms that's of like a really good question because it it completely flip flops. Like based on people who give opinions about Steph Curry, he's either really high up there or he's just not there at all. Like there's mm -hmm. there's no middle ground. He's either good or he's not. I think if you made Steph Curry really fat and obese, he would still be able to tear someone up. <laughs> You made LeBron really like obese and overweight and couldn't run anymore. He's not got much. LeBron's thirty-eight as well, so are there he's signs of him slowing down? Years in him. He's got how many? At least a couple more, is what he said. And obviously, he's got his two boys rising up as well. Sierra yeah. Canyon, that school in. He wants, play, he wants to play with Bronny. What's that look on your face about? Because it reminded me. Um... Saw a tweet saying that Beasley and Scotty Pippen Jr. are the first father-son uh, duo to yeah. play. Because obviously, because um, his mum is dating his his teammate. So wrong. She was um she was dating um Michael Jordan's son. Clearly, she, clearly, basketball players are just her type. Yeah, that's true. Just like um Kendall Jenner, Kendall. Ben Simmons. Yeah. She, she so basically Kevin Durant has just copied Kendall Jenner because. He's now gone from Ben Simmons to Devin Booker. I saw that tweet. Same. That, 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 oh, yeah, I saw it because you like it. I came out of this. So what's the likelihood that LeBron will play with Bronny, his son? Because what, Bronny's like 16, 17, perhaps? I have no clue. Um, if Bronny like, goes to the NBA first year, I don't, I don't think he's a well-beater, but he, I don't think he's like... His dad's name obviously helps him get places, but I don't think it's like he's not at least a worthy squad player. There's there's a lot here because LeBron has to be on a team that's either bad enough or good enough, like to be in the right place for Bronny to get picked up on a draft. Imagine Bronny was number one pick. LeBron would have to be in the worst team that year. If he's not, he then has to find a way to like manufacture a trade to whichever team Bronny's on. So I can't see the GMs of these NBA clubs just being like, yeah, yeah, we'll let you do whatever you want. Like, we'll jeopardize our season and our building that we're doing so that we like get a forty-year-old in so he can play with his son because he wants a bit of a ego trip. Like, that's so unlikely to happen. Yeah. So, is it quite a big thing to be picked round one in the draft? Round one, like first pick as well, because that's what oh, LeBron was in two thousand three. Massive. Is it massive? Yeah. So that means Cleveland were the worst team in 2003. That's his hometown, though. Like he's from, he's from Ohio. Yeah. The way it actually works is like there's a lottery. I think it's the bottom five teams all get put into the lottery and they all have a different percentage of odds. They just basically pick one out of the hat and whichever one they pick out of the hat gets first pick out of the far bottom five or six teams. For example, end of this season, which one of those teams is going to get Victor Wambanyama? Who everyone is in. Victor Wembanyama, big French guy. 
Seven foot two. Oh, seven foot two, wow. He shoots like a guard and does everything else that a seven foot two guy as a center should do. So he's like the biggest. Where's he at at the moment? He's in France. I don't know where specifically. You know. So they're importing these guys now. It's not just solely college based. I think for me, the biggest stories were like Kyrie. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about that. Wait, Kyrie and who else? And KD. KD, Kevin Durant. The Nets are a mess. I'm, I'm, I'm happy saying this as a Knicks fan. Three years ago, two years ago, they got Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Build a super team, though. Like, this is three superstars. Your big three, probably the best big three in the league, supposedly. Harden requests a trade, so then you lose him. Um, you know, they only played about, I think, less than 20 games together overall. Good investment, that. So Harden gets a trade. You trade him for Ben Simmons, your new superstar. Ben Simmons then alienates all of his teammates so much that Kyrie and KD don't really want to be there that much anymore. But then that's not enough. So Kyrie obviously had his episode of... Yeah. What did he do? What did Ben... Sorry, just go back. What did Ben Simmons do to alienate his uh, his teammates? Well, KD just seemed to like really not like his attitude. He had off-field off issues, though, to be fair. Like, Maya Jama was... She's a headache, man. According to him, like eight hundred k ring as well. He's trying to get that back. Surely that's going to affect. It must be hard <laughs> to date a girl from London when you live in New York, though. Doing a long distance thing must be hard. So the nets, the nets have fallen to complete shit. And Kyrie wanted to go to the Lakers really badly. Like he wanted to go to the Lakers. LeBron wanted him at the Lakers because, like, the Lakers aren't doing well, and. Joe Tsai, who's the GM of uh, Brooklyn Nets. According to the reports, he did whatever he could to make sure that Kyrie didn't go for the Lakers because he knew it's where he wanted to go. That like, Daniel Levy kind of stuff. Like He let him go wherever he wanted as long as it wasn't the Lakers because that's where he actually wanted to. Why would he do that? Uh, spite. I don't know. The, the relationship with Kyrie's not been great anyway, so... Yeah, just a lot. I, I love that kind of shit, though. The petty kind of... Yeah, you, you you want to go to that one, but you're not going there. How does he decide he's not going there? Like, basketball is very different to football. You do get a bit, but not much say in your future. Like, if you get traded, you get traded. You don't have an, op- you don't have an option. You, you've signed a contract. Say you've signed a contract with, like, the Trailblazers, just a bit like Josh Hart. And then before the game, at warm-ups, he got traded to the Knicks for Cam Reddish. That contract is now a Knicks contract and he's not had to sign anything he's not had to do anything he's just basically been moved to the Knicks by someone else and he's not had an option like he was warming up for a game to play for the Trailblazers and it's now sorry you're not playing for us anymore you play for the Knicks now how's my boy Josh Josh Giddy doing the Australian in the league I don't know to be honest with you no fair enough never heard of him what really really it's big in Australia I thought Ben Simmons would be big in Australia. What's it? I saw something about someone getting traded mid-game. Was that? That happened a while ago. I think maybe two seasons ago. Harrison Barnes. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. He, the reason that came up was because of the Josh Hart trade. Because there's there's pictures of the Trailblazers all like hugging Josh Hart. It's a really good picture of Dame Lillard looking at Josh Hart in complete shock because they just found out he got traded while they're shooting around before the game. So and that made everyone remember like at least yeah. it's not as bad as that time that Harrison oh, okay. was in the middle of a game and got traded. And these guys are on huge contracts as well. Yeah. Massive. massive. Yeah, massive contracts. And I bet a lot of them are superstitious. 
Smith. Yeah, yeah. I'm So what do you what do you make of superstitions then? I'm not consciously superstitious. Like I I do I do the bits of like everyone's ingrained kind of like you know knock on wood and shit. Like everyone knocks on wood. I can't lie, I've never done that. You've never knocked on wood. I mean, I just did now, but it's not something I ever thought to do. Like you know when you say it's all gonna be all right, knock on wood. Oh, you, it's touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah. Okay. I do, I do that kind of stuff. Um, I also, like, I don't, like, this is the thing. I don't believe in anything. Like, I've, this is a bit like religion for me. Like, I don't have a strong opinion one way or another. I have yeah. no proof that it does or doesn't work. Therefore, I'm not really, like, that into it. But there are things that I still do, you know, just in case. Like, if something really helps positively that I did and then I had a good day I was like yeah should do that like I once played the tennis with my collar popped I just it, it was I just put my t-shirt on and it was popped and I was like okay I'll just leave it then and then best match I ever played I then played with my collar popped from there on because I'm like oh if it, if it clearly made the impact so I'm gonna keep it what about what about stuff like do you walk in triple drinks yeah I do oh yeah I don't do that. Triple drains of bad. And then if I ever did, you have to spit on it straight away. I, I don't believe in that one. That one. Double drains are good luck though. Yeah, I know. Apparently. What do you? I, I ignore. I just you like, ignore them. Drains are drains. Okay. Okay, buddy. Right. Good luck with no. that one. Okay, look at the <laughs> thing of getting pooed on by a bird. People say that's good luck. That is just to make you feel better. Yeah, probably, but it's in. It's, sometimes it does make some people feel better. Okay, kids, like we tell kids that we're like, oh no, don't worry, honey, it's good luck. You have a great day. <laughs> oh, and then that kid grows up to say that to their children, and then it just goes on and on and on. Well, maybe I was that kid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was as well, but huh? I was as well, and I'll probably say it to my children, but it's it's not true. <laughs> Listen, like you said, you got no facts, no evidence to prove whether that's true or not true. Are you what were the other ones like walking under a ladder? Walking under a ladder. That's just a safety thing, right? Yeah, that's I, true. I wouldn't walk under a ladder. What about scaffolding? I do, especially in London. You have no choice. It doesn't mean I'm not the whole time I'm walking under it. It's not like I'm not thinking, ah, oh, shit, something's gonna like land on me if I'm not if I don't get out of it quickly. Like nothing's ever gone wrong, but I always think. I've got to get out of this like tunnel of scaffolding as quickly as I can because otherwise I might get hit. Yeah, I hear that. Are you superstitious? But, yeah, I am. Like I put on everything my right, everything to my right first, if that makes sense. So like I put my right socks on first and stuff like that, and then right leg in my shorts or trousers, whatever, stuff like that. Right boot on, right shin pad on first. Stuff like that, little stuff like that. I don't know. You but I'm religious as well, so. No, I know, but you could fuck your day up okay. so much. Uh, the, <laughs> because I saw I saw a talk um, once that if you have a side that you typically put everything on, if you do yeah. the other side one day, you will slowly go crazy that day. Like everything will just feel slightly off because you've just done, you started your day wrong. And luckily, I don't, this, I don't think this is related to my relationship with superstitions, but I don't have an order of sides or what I put on. Like, some days I'll put my socks on first, some days I won't. Some days I'll 
choose left leg. Some days I'll choose right leg. Some days I'll put my t-shirt on first. Some days I'll leave it till the last thing. Like I have absolutely no, I just go with the flow. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I don't, I don't have an order. I just like, I don't have like a set order what I put them on in terms of like clothes first, whatever. It's just like the order of what foot it goes on. I could fuck your day up though. Just if I, if you, if I got you, you couldn't fuck my day up. I, only I could fuck my day up. I got you to do everything left first. That could just ruin your day. Yeah, but I just wouldn't do that. That's so see. So, so you just do, you just carpe diem. You just do whatever you feel like doing. Wow, your life must be so much easier. The only thing I do in an order is jewelry. Jewelry, okay. So it's watch, bracelet, a ring. Do you not keep your bracelet on? No, I, I do. Not taking it off since I got it. See, when I'm not wearing any jewelry, I feel hella naked. <laughs> no, same. Especially if I leave the house. It's a bit of a medium. Going out on a walk or something is the furthest kind of level of publicity I would go yeah. to without wearing jewelry. Well, you're not going anywhere anytime soon, buddy. Do you know what I mean? I'm nearly over it. I'm nearly over it. I find rings so annoying, especially when I go to the library. Like, my rings are really fat and a bit inconvenient. So that sounds like I just don't wear them. I find them annoying for but like eating because like if you have a nice burger and then no because you get your ring all it just drips into your ring and then mm-hmm. fingers got all this sauce inside it and then your rings dirty and you have to ring juice. Do you believe in crystals? Crystals? Yeah. Nah, like that lady, the lady in the tent that does all that shit, like healing and stuff. Oh, I don't know about that, buddy. I don't know about that. That's some like witchcraft shit. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, can't about that one. I can't lie though. On, on TikTok, when it's like, this is so bad. When it's like, uh, I, I've got a reading for you today. I actually just stay and watch it just because, like, it's funny. Like, and then I'm like, and then in the comments, it's like, claim, claim, claim. And then I like it because I'm like, fuck it. It's like <laughs> positive. Of course, I want that. Fuck yeah. Well, the reason I ask you, and you've now dug a big hole with my whole family. It's because my grandmother believes in a lot of that. She believes in crystals. She believes in potions. She believes in the power of healing. And she believes in ghosts. And also, you're having your future read to you. I don't really know what else to say about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either, man. I thought that was some some judge. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I personally never been in a tent with a woman that claims to be able to read my future but it doesn't mean I wouldn't go in just to know like what she's saying I wonder if there's research on it. is it has it been proven true like like I don't like talking <laughs> against my nan too much like I love the woman she's an amazing woman and I I also don't actually bash anyone who believes in crystals or ghosts like ghosts are a very like subjective thing at the end of the day like yeah either did or didn't see a ghost i don't really know like no one can prove you wrong or right either way so it's not that deep to me but if you get your future read to you you yeah. are either gonna not believe it and it's not gonna happen because you've not gone out of your way to do anything to make it happen or you've not tried to make it happen and therefore, when you go back to this person and say, you said this was going to happen and it didn't, 
and they go well did you believe it and you go no they go well there's your problem and then if you do believe it whether it's conscious or not you will do so many more things that will kind of push you towards that direction than you would expect like if someone's consciously as well yeah like if someone says you're gonna meet the love of your life in the library every time you go to the library from then on you will be someone looks at you a girl looks at you look out whether you like it or not so yeah that's true like a self-fulfilling prophecy like it's it's a good it's a good way to make money to be fair because yeah that's the state i don't know they charge for it i'm not sure how hefty it is but it's like you make a basic prediction and then they either believe it so much they make it happen themselves or they don't believe it and then you go well you didn't believe it and they go yeah fair enough fair enough shit uh shit should have made that happen it's always so generic though like and then you just make it fit into your own life like the ones on tiktok it's just so generic and one point like over one million people have liked it as well so like you're not even that special do you know what I mean? but also like, yeah hello, view- hello viewers hello likers and then what makes it mean it's gonna happen to me nah but the ones where it's like interact with this like three times or something bad's gonna happen like oh you got it's rats just like like you just have to no oh, I, it's like it's like the ones that go you like like this or your mum's gonna die i'm like no <laughs> like, i'm not killing uh, my but i know my mum's not gonna die whether i like that or not like if my mum's gonna die she's gonna die anyway and if my mum's not gonna die it's not gonna because I like no, it. I just think I'm too I'm too deep in the in the liking shit that I can't I kinda can't. It's irreversible now. Like I've got to, if I see something like that, I've just gotta like it. Like what's a little like gonna do realistically? I'm not giving those people the attention though. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, one point over one million people, one point six million people have already given it them. I promise you, they're not going to notice yours, lad. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So why give it to them? Like, and all you're going to do is mess up your For You page. All you're going to do is like make more of those things come up. You know, like, every other message or every other TikTok is going to be like, like this for whatever reason. TikTok's a bit of a nuts one. I'll be real. No, it's a no from you, definitely. Oh, this guy. Nah, just try it and see what happens. But like, I, I was doing some research and some like famous superstitions around the world. Like, there's one in South America called the sweeping feet. And it's in like particularly in Brazil, it's like you have to stay away from like, you know, brooms people used to sweep. You have to stay away from that. They believe if your feet are like swept over by a broom, you're gonna remain single for the rest of your life. And like it can only be broken yet if you spit on the broom straight away. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a mad one, isn't it? I mean, none of our superstitions in this country are that deep. Like all of the ones mm-hmm. you get told like yeah the, don't step on a crack don't walk under a ladder don't let a black cat cross your path and touch wood if you say something like risky that is a fuck superstition it's like imagine yeah, this... a three-year-old could have a broom swept over their feet without knowing anything and then they're just like and then their mum's like oh honey you're gonna be single for the rest of your life I don't make the rules actually. I mean, but just to be clear, if you're ever in South America, just watch out for that one, unless. If so, if it's a European broom, is it okay? I guess so. Like, you got to try it out and see. You got to try it out and see. And then there's one in the Caribbean, itchy palms. So apparently, yeah, if your left palm itches, you owe money soon. But if your right palm itches, you've got a lot of money coming to you soon. 
Listen, like I said, I don't, I don't make the rules these times. I feel, I feel like if one of your palms is itching, then probably both of them are going to be itching. Depends which one you itch first, isn't it? And then this, this one's a bit, this one's a bit of a, I don't know, this one's a bit cute. So like, obviously, you know, the story of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Love story, whatever. People write letters to Juliet Caplet, you know. Don't, don't cough your corona on me. People write. I've ever heard like the most famous Shakespeare work described as. A love story. Whatever. People write love letters to Juliet Caplet. Back to her to her home address it's in Verona, Italy. It's literally got her whole her whole Addy here, via Capital Twenty Three. That's crazy. And then yeah, that address making a fuck ton of money. Yeah, trust me. That yard would probably go for I don't know, like a hundred mil at least. Like the original cam girl. The original cam girl. She's just there's just the guy sitting there going, "I am Juliet." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so people write their own love letters and then they rub the, their right breast on the nearby statue of Juliet. This is done in hopes of earning her favour like Romeo of long ago, even if the pair themselves were not so lucky. Romantic tragedy. That's how it goes. That's how the cookie comes sometimes. No, but that would only be a thing that comes out of Italy. Like, yeah. it's too romantic to be anywhere else. Well, if it was to happen anywhere, it would be Italy. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Paris could be there for a good shout, but probably, yeah, Italy. But I've just started you season four, and I've got known that he's on a little European tour, if you like, Um, you know. I've not watched any. No spoilers. No no spoilers, but I've got no indications so far that he's going to head to Italy. Come on, you know it's in the UK and Paris and, and France, right? You saw that from the trailer. I'm not spoiling anything there. I've 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 not watched any series of it. What? Never, never seen it. I mean, the, the whole premise of it sounds just a bit like is it a good is it a good show? Yeah, but it's really disturbing. Well, this is the thing. I I've I've not watched it because of how creepy it's being described to me by anyone who's been like, oh, you should watch it. It's just about this guy who's like an absolute stalker. Uh, yeah, stalker's yeah. quite a nice way to put it. Like. That that sounds like something I really want to start getting involved with. Yeah, he's a he's a massive creep. Listen, I, he just kills out of love, okay? Yeah, this is, right, this is the thing. Things like that, anti-hero things. Unless you're, I mean, to be fair, I do have a very strong moral thing when I'm watching TV. So like, I don't go go along with like when I watch Peaky Blinders, I'm not like, oh, Tommy Shelby, I'm on your side. I'm like, you're a bit of a cunt. But yeah, um. I, so maybe I would be the same, but I don't want to get into a world where, you know, I start watching this thing and they paint this stalker guy as the main character in such a perfect lie in some instances that you're like, I can't help but feel bad. I think you find it hard. No, no, that's all I got to say. I find it hard to sympathise. Okay. So is it like Walter White? Who? Have you not watched Breaking Bad? No, no. no. I see- yeah, I struggle to get into it. Plus, I've never had the time to set apart. Is it because of the pacing? No, not even. I've just never had the time. Okay. It is a really, like, it's a really slow pace. Like, with uh, Vince Gilligan, obviously did Better Call Saul too. Both of those shows are, like, what's five or six seasons long. Quite a few episodes in each season. 45 minutes an episode. And each episode is really slowly paced. Like, 
it yeah. makes it really good and really rewarding to watch but if your mind's not in it or you know depending on where your concentration levels are or whatever it is a slog to get through i think it's quite the opposite for me personally it's quite fast paced and i actually find myself like pausing and like going back and being like you just like analyze well i've just started analyzing this a bit a lot more than like, any other show i'd watch he he's a oh, he's not a cool guy he's, a, he's an academic like he's, a, he's an interesting guy that clearly i i can see why ladies gravi- that gravitates to him like you know the cool guy that's like reads books and you know you know that, all that romantic stuff do you know what i'm saying yeah what you're saying is like he's just got the same kind of persona as me like you know, people can't help but fall in love with him. I have not watched it, so I can't attest to the other side. Pause, fella. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm only talking about the bit that you says. I'm only talking about the bit that you Listen, says. Mate. He, he's a You don't want to be like him. Trust me. Trust me. I said he wants to be like me. But listen, he's, he's never been caught, you know, so. Oh, but in season three, this guy chopped off his, like, toe. You know, you know when you said no spoilers... Season three, bro. That's out. That's been out. I still haven't watched it's just it. season four. I fucking enjoy it. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, probably because it's in London, actually. Yeah. So like, yeah. Because the other ones, admittedly, I've not finished every season, but like the recaps, I just like quickly skimmed through it. But like, because I feel like it's in London, I have more um attachment. Yeah, that's it. Um, and just Europe in general, to be honest, because I've been to. Like Paris and obviously in London. I get, that. I, get that. I sometimes do think like when I'm watching American shows, like how out of it it kind of puts me sometimes. Like yeah. life is so different there in which is weird because we're me like us in America are like two of the closest linked countries in the world in terms of a lot of the ways we live. But yeah, you watch yeah. the American show and you're like, this doesn't represent like about 80 or 90 percent of my life yeah that's what that's what i mean like they speak like what we're used to hearing kind of stuff so immediately i'm i'm drawn just because that's what i'm used to and also like talks about the pub culture and the club culture and shit like that and obviously that's massive here so it's like oh this is interesting the american living our our lifestyle how's he gonna cope with this and like the fascination of how brits are like how they interact with americans in sense like mocking them quite a bit he gets he gets mocked a bit like oh joe the american and shit like that yeah but yeah normal it's really good <laughs> no it's good so far episode one's good what was next oh listen you're the fashionista here as you can tell like okay so i come in come in dressed correct for the pods it it cost right this was a beautiful purchase 80 yeah that's very nice Eight off, eight quid, eight quid in true religion. True, what true religion? Where are you going? Uh, they had a true religion in Ashford for a few months, and then so, like true religion got brought bought out, and the new owner decided having an outlet is too low end for the direction that he wants true religion to go into. So they closed down the outlet. And then closing down the outlet, they sold everything at eighty percent off. Damn, eighty percent, yeah, crazy. Chilling. Do you get to get a pair of jeans as well? No. Um. By the time I got the the jeans were gone. Like, there was a man in front of me who spent like a grand 
And to be fair, I thought a bit about it and I was like, that's so stupid. But then you can resell those. Even if you sold them for half of retail, you'd be making a profit on every single pair. Yeah. A grand, dude. What are you getting for a grand? Like, how much is that in terms of like. He had like six bags. Grand. Yeah, I don't mind trilogy. You know, I have, I have a few pieces, but yeah, I don't really wear it that much. But it's classic. Like, I spice wears it. So the stocks must be high right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why are you making that face? Ice Spice is the baddest. She's the baddest of them all, bro. Ice Spice just isn't me. She she ruined Boys a Liar. Nah, I love that. Pink Panthers. That's my friend. Shout out her. She's doing well. Why are you laughing? She's my friend. I know. Um, I think that's one of the best videos I've ever seen. Oh, fucking I hell. love that. I love that. She's just... She's Brooklyn's finest, man. This is why like, I, no, she's one, yeah, the Bronx finest, bro. This is why like, I love fashion, everything. Like she comes stepping correct all the time. This is this is why I love our podcast because we agree on a good 90% of things. But when it comes to fashion, music, and film, like, anything artistically, our views are so different. Yeah. But Ice Spice is bad. I'm sorry. This is so hard to listen to. <laughs> It's so bad. I some pink pepper. You say she's hard to listen to. Like, this is hard to listen to. Oh, yeah. but she is as well. Like I, I don't like her because we'll get we'll get on to later. Hello, uh, man. No, 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 no. We'll get on to a very good female rapper later. Boy. Yep. Anyway, I was <laughs> before this went, you know, a completely different direction. Talk yep. to me about the Stussy Night collab. What are you saying? Clearly. Um, Nike were watching us record the last episode because <laughs> I'm very happy to say that I'm that this this isn't up there as a collaboration. Like this isn't like wow, as you yeah. like this hasn't changed any kind of game. But thank fuck, it's done right. Both brands, both of their attitudes, both of their <laughs> what is iconic to each of them is yeah. present. In this collaboration, I really like the pinstripe little t- yeah track pants and top. track with, with Stussy salutes the wide world. Yeah, I really like that. I don't like the 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 tops that just say like Stussy. Like I think that's a bit basic. Um, I, I like the I like the knit. I like the jumper, the knitted jumper. Uh, the one with like the eight. Balls yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I can't show it, but yeah, it's nice with the with the dice. Yeah, dies and stussy across it. That yeah, that's see, hard. This is the thing, right? This this is everything that I said that they needed to do last week with the other club. Listen, is there a job at Nike? Because my boy, he clearly he clearly knows what I'm going. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what he knows cool. what he knows what the people want. Right. Okay. So okay, let's talk. No. Okay. This is this is the jumper. Lovely jumper. Nice jumper. And that's the back of it. Beautiful. I love that. I could put these in when I'm editing, but you know, this is this is easier for me. There's the pinstripe tracks we're talking about. I won't wear the, I won't wear the trousers though. And then the boring t-shirt. I, I don't mind the T. I just don't like like this looks like classic tracksuits everyone would wear back at school. yeah yeah I, and those those, those are um they've released those before like not yeah those i know ones, but like, no those ones but yeah i've seen them <laughs> before 
But I just don't like them anyway, to be honest. I just think they're yeah. it's just quick and a bit tacky. Just chuck it on and get it out. But, but like because of, because of the names they sell, it's just a good direction for Nike. Um, if they've also released this week or announced this week their <coughs> Com de Garçon oh collaboration, and that is atrocious. Like it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not a collaboration. So what they've allowed Com de Garçon to do is take the two thousand and five Nike Air Pegasus and do with it what they will. It looks nicer than the 2005 Pegasus, but there is nothing on that shoe that says it wasn't made by only Nike. It, like, it just seems like a Nike piece. There's no collaboration yet again. Um, mm-hmm. But on the Stussy front, this is like a, a continuation of a good year for them. Like their spring summer 23 drop has just dropped. A lot of things have dropped while we've been filming this. Like today in the fashion world has been actually. Like, We've missed out on like copying so much because we're talking to you, lovely people. But hey, let's... hey, hey! Listen, don't make the people feel guilty, man. Listen, I, I'm here for you. But this jacket by Stussy, I love it. Lovely. Like, it just feels like it's a good year for them. So yeah, they've started off well. I hope it continues. Basically, I, I like them anyway. But this year is probably the best year that I've seen in recent time so far. Is it extra ex large? X dickies, they just dropped something. And this, I, I can't lie, I love the washed those washed jackets. I think they've I've been on them set recently. The orange one's a bit loud for me. I don't think I would wear that, but maybe I would wear that depending what I don't know what shoes I had. Wear wear a black black hoodie under that. <clears throat> and then there's a yellow one as well. But I love those. Yeah, I don't I don't like that one, but I love those like, you know, a bit dirty looking, a bit washed looking. Like, I don't know if you've seen my... do nice ones as well. I don't know if you've seen my ice cream um, jacket. Work, like, it's a workwear jacket kind of thing. Like Yeah, that's what they're called, right? Workwear. I, yeah, yeah. I bought, I bought it. I didn't really know it was like that, to be honest with you. But came, came put it on, and it's like, it already feels like it's... Like I was wearing this in the 90s kind of thing. Like, it Love feels that. like I don't care if it gets dirty because... It would make it look better than worse. It was like a this this jacket's gonna go through hell with me. Yeah, I think they're just I think they're just beautiful. Yeah, Work quite trousers as well. Some of them. I love the color olive recently. So, so what you need to do is go shopping at Kith and Amy Leondor. Yeah, I I've seen Amy Leondor. Um, they're really it's really expensive though. The That's stores really- are meant to be really clean though. Like yeah, I nearly went. The store does look sick though. It looks like a tailor's. Like it looks like you are in a tailor's. Yeah, I saw TikTok about it. That's also quite intimidating. I can't really. Yeah, like it feels like it's too posh. Like, this is this is meant to be like a high end streetwear brand. Like, I saw on the TikTok like even the the croissants look very, just look very affluent. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I they would... just have a certain pomp, a pomp to them. See, I would I would tell you where you could buy really good croissants, but um, Gales. I'm gatekeep no. Better than Gales. It's impossible to get better than Gales, man. Very near Gales, to be honest. There's a Gales right next door to where I'm talking about. Why are you gatekeeping, man? Because um, a little friend of ours who <laughs> hates it when I gatekeep things, I, I posted a story about this specific bakery, right? Saying that oh, I forgot where it, what it's called. And it's, uh, unfortunately, it burned down as we were leaving. So... 
<laughs> no, I was holding a bag in the picture and I just crossed out the name of the bakery on the bag. And he said, oh, why the fuck are you gatekeeping an independent business you milk? So I'm never going to put what a bakery this is out there because it will piss him off for the rest of his life. And that is a beautiful thing. Fair enough, mate. Listen, I'm a loyal customer at Gales. And what else is... You know what? Pret do some nice, nice Pret stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that dark chocolate cookie. But Gales, I know, like, the USP is high-end, overpriced, but fucking hell, I mean, seven, eight pounds for a, a brownie and a sausage roll. They were both very peng, but eight pounds is so crazy. Uh, see, the place, to see, this place is slightly cheaper. Not much, because it's mm. still, like, a London-based bakery, but they do amazing food. Obviously, I will let you know. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to say it in public. Yeah. Oh, you know, we were talking about Nike. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's his name? Phil Knight, the founder, son. Yeah. He, that famous picture of when LeBron's taking a shot and then everyone's got the... He was the only guy who was like living in the moment. Yeah, so I, I don't I, I don't subscribe to this. Like, I'm sorry. We are living in a digital age. Like, of course, everyone's going to have their phones out, basically. I filmed the shit out of the Labour Cup. Because I want to be able to remember the Labour Cup. I don't want to like. You want to live in the moment as well. No, but I can. I'm. I was still watching. Like, I. I wasn't looking at my phone. I was holding my phone and going like that. Like, I. I have eyes. I can still watch and film. Like, I don't understand the discourse. I just want to be able to remember it properly instead of going. I don't really remember that time that I watched Djokovic lose a match. Oh, did he lose sometimes? Yeah, he lost to Felix Auger, I assume. He got absolutely destroyed. Really? The next one's in France, no? no yeah. No. Roland Garros. It's literally in, in like March. Oh, Grand Slam, yeah. yeah. Grand Slam. Whose is it going to be? Nadal, surely. That's always the safest bet. Is he injured? Uh, he had a niggle. Well, we were talking about fashion, so... Yes. You see those, <laughs> those mischief boots, the infamous red boots. Yeah. Right, do you know who Mischief are? No. Okay, do you remember... Right, they made my favourite shoes. Do you remember the Jesus 97s? The ones with white white 97s with holy water in them and like a gold little um, Jesus on the cross piece on the tongue. They also made the Devil 97s with Lil Nas. Oh, for Lil... For yeah. Nas. So they've had oh. a couple... I, obviously, I know the 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 devil ones. I didn't know. I didn't know the Jesus. Jesus ones are like my favorite shoes ever. So they've had a couple of cease and desists from Nike, for example. Uh, I don't really know what Mischief Class as because I would call them an art collective more than anything. They take a month or two months at a time, think of a really cool idea or concept, launch it, and then get a load of hype around it and make a load of money. Not the one before this, but the one before that. They got a Chrysler. I don't know if you heard about this at all, but they got a Chrysler, put it in New York, sold loads of keys to that Chrysler and gave everyone a tracking like website for the Chrysler. So anyone who could track the Chrysler and had a key could just get in the car and drive it away. So there would be someone, you know, they might stop off at their bakery to get a coffee and they've got out the Chrysler and they come out with their like coffee and the Chrysler's gone because someone else has taken it, which is sick. But so they're they're really good at these kind of things. And obviously they backed up their Nike Jesus 97s and Devil 97s with Astro Boy 
big red boots. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on Spurs Astro Boy. So, so what do you make of the boots? You rate them? Obviously, they're ridiculous. Yeah, but that's the point. Because they're made by Mischief anyway. Like, if it's made by Mischief, it is ridiculous. But Sarah Schneider in the lookbook and yeah. Shea Gilgis-Alexander at a pregame proved that you can actually make them work. Like, I've seen a couple of them work. They may look really stupid, but a lot of people don't haven't like styled them correctly. And I can't really blame anyone for that. Like, you have to go... You have to be in a very big comfort zone, and it's it's not an easy thing to do. You kind of need other bold pieces and quite big eccentric pieces that also don't detract from the boot. So, I mean, some people like I would have to buy a whole new outfit just to make these shoes work. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I don't see. Um, I saw a video of some guy getting stuck in the boots. So it's that funny. I wonder what the friction burns saying on them though. Well, actually, if you're wearing. Say if you're wearing shorts. Do they wobble? Do they? Yeah. Do they crease? I don't think so. They just seem really, like, plasticky almost. Like, soft plastic. Like, they they seem to move. I don't know if they're actually comfortable. A bit like Wellington boots. Sorry. Sorry, pal. I don't count for a Like, Wellington boots. What are they? Wellies. And joking. Um, I've just not worn Wellington boots for years. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know when you put a welly on and it's like yeah, yeah, it's it's gets a bit squeaky and all that. Yeah, but it also moves like it's not mm. a solid thing. Yeah, no, I hear that. Uh, I've seen people put it on. Yeah, like like yourself, I can. I don't know how I'd ever style these. I don't even realize. With my current wardrobe, anyway. Massive credit to anyone who does though. Do you reckon I mean, we'll see them about. I feel like it's one of those things that will die quite quickly. I can't see someone wearing these in two months' time. Really? That quickly? Well, I like the hype will go. I it's a it's just it's a very hype based product, but right? I don't know how it's gonna sustain. Like they've 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 done the thing, they've got the attention, they've got the money, and they've got the posts. Yeah. Uh, they're on they'll be on to their next project, whatever it is. And once whoever can get a pair of the boots and pull them off has pulled them off, they won't wear them again. Yeah, hundred. <laughs> they're That's going for as much as a grand on StockX. I saw Mickey Mouse used to wear these things. Oh no, he will clogs. Yeah. Yeah, no, people have pulled it off to be fair. This is my favorite section of the week, so the winners and losers. Who 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 are winners for you this week? My winner this week is Jaden Sancho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out him, you know. Shout out him. Even Zas, shout out him, man. I rate his Sancho. Well, like he he got dropped from the England squad, dropped from the United squad, hadn't been playing very well, got sent on an, an intensive, like solo training course by Ten Hag, mostly in yeah. Holland, and he apparently had a personal or family issue like there's been a lot of support around him so whatever happened in his life and wherever things were going wrong for him massive to see him score against Leeds to yeah like really happy that he's come back he's not struggling as much as he was like it's a good thing to see yeah man 100% I think Sancho is one of the obviously techiest ballers I've seen and just like the flair players man (laughs) I love the flair players like the ones that do skills that play like they're they play in the cages. That's all me. I love that. And I feel like the English game doesn't have enough of them. A lot of players are coached out of being skillful and expressing themselves and showing flair on the pitch. Just because of how physical the English game is. Say what, he does He does the skills. Rush as well. Rashford's big techie baller. Yeah, I really, 
Like shout out Sancho as well. I followed him since like he was seventeen at City, ripping up. You know, you know, there's academy players that do the compilation vids. Yeah, I was like fourteen at the time. I was like, this guy's sick. Like, trust me, I know all about James Sancho. Trust me, invest in him. And then he went to Dortmund, ripped it up there, sitting men down. Yeah, one of those players actually as well. Though. What's yours then? Probably LeBron. To be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a pretty big achievement. 38k points. That's crazy. That's um, really impressive. This is why I say you can't take it away from me that it's not like he's got that with a bad scoring. He's in the top three, if not the top five, of scoring per game. Like it's not like he's done this because of how long his career has been. Like his career being as long as it is and him staying for fit as for as long as he has is a big part. But his production is still insane. Like, as much as I will say he's not the best basketball player in the world, like, you can't do anything other than respect where he is. Like, that's it, really. Like, yeah, very, very good yeah. winner of the week. What's well, like an elite points per game, really? Like, for, for a career, anything. Is that like 25 good? But that's what I was about to say. Anything above 25 for a career is very good. Yeah, that's sick. I think LeBron's around 27. Oh, that's pretty impressive. That's obviously really impressive. Jordan might have been 30. 30 points per game. That's like that's like a hat-trick a game. Like that's very good. Yeah, basically. That's such a good return. There's this thing that um LeBron's always been the chosen one, right? Like mm-hmm. since he was like 17 coming through. Like he had all these magazines on him from early. So yeah. not even to live up to that pressure, but to exceed it. That's that's so impressive over a span of like 21 years. And he's a billionaire. Liverpool have plans to ruin that, but yeah. Yeah, now they're trying to sell up and... And they're getting no interest. Yeah, exactly. You guys are getting... um. Was it Qatari royal family? Yeah, Emir of... Basically, the QSR people are in PSG. Oh, in PSG. What's James Dyson say? Yeah, Jim Ratcliffe. He's got JP Morgan and whoever. He's got another lot of people to, uh, like, basically bankroll his bid for United. He, I, he can't compete in terms of what he can offer, but mm. he's not part of a murderous royal family. So as much as he is a billionaire, so there are plenty of things about him that aren't morally sound. But like what? I can't remember. I've seen the news articles. There are multiple things that he's like not shone the best light about, but I think stoning gay people kind of outweighs that. Yeah. It's just a theory. I'm, you know, I think like tax evasion is not as bad as not letting women have rights. But it is just a theory at the end of the day. I could be wrong. And maybe the Glazers won't agree because they have spent their whole time in the Middle East. So they're getting wooed by the Qataris and the, um, I think there's a Dubai interest as well. Jim Ratcliffe is probably going to get ignored at the end of the day. How do he make his money? Well, he's 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 he owns Ineos. Mm. I would rather have an Englishman who supports United than a Qatari uh, like royal family that may say they support United, but also are just doing this as an investment and as a way to get accepted into the Western world. Jim Ratcliffe doesn't need to sports wash. Yeah, this is definitely sports washing. So loses the week. The rugby football union. And <laughs> I, I saw you like something about that. Go on, tell me more. I've made no secret recently and no one has really that the RFU have made a string of terrible decisions um oh sorry just a minute um you know the two big consortiums up in Jimmy Ratcliffe JP yeah. Morgan and 
Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the RFU, uh, <laughs> everyone knows that they've made a lot of sloppy decisions recently. Eddie Jones wasn't going, wasn't the first of them. Maybe the biggest, but it gets worse every week. And I think, I think England losing to Scotland when they had the game in the bag. I didn't play. I didn't watch most of the game because I was out, but didn't play exceptionally well. I didn't play badly, just didn't play well. There was no crowd support there, weirdly. And that is because... Oh, yeah. And this and this is and it's now reached a boiling point where you've got previous World Cup winners, previous England players and managers talking about the fact that Twickenham these days is silent. The tickets are priced so highly that real like real fans can't afford them, most of them. Like that how you, much are tickets? Easily over hundred quid. Like you, you could say, yeah, sure, rugby has ties to the upper middle class and above, but material wealth in England has very little to do with class. Like you can go to any club game in the country and witness an amazing atmosphere for like 20 to 30 quid, kind of, and maybe 50 quid at certain grounds and good times. Everyone's sledging each other, singing in unison to support their club. People don't even do that for their country anymore because Twickenham is for the people that treat it like a bar. They, they spend their time drinking on their phones and talking they don't watch the match. And there was an interview, I don't know if you saw it, but this guy, he was saying, he was singing and shouting at the players, like I do when yeah. I watch rugby. Elliot Daly's called me a wanker before because I was shouting. <laughs> but they told him to shut up. Yeah, I saw that interview. That's insane. If there's if there's one person shouting and that person gets told to shut up, then it's it's just stupid. And they need to kind of let people back into the game. The Emirates used to be like that. Arsenal, you know. Silent, no one shouting, and then yes, I think start some top culture as well. Like you know, the club have really worked on that stuff like that. Sometimes they give out clappers, but we don't need them anymore just because like yeah. the Emirates is a fortress these times, and you know, so maybe like <laughs> English rugby, like the union needs to firstly not price out real fans because a hundred quid. Oof, 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 oof. 100 quid is crazy. 150 maybe. And that's not that's just a ticket, not including drinks, yeah. travel. Exactly. Drinks, travel, food. Depending on where you're coming from as well, you might have to stay. Like, there's so many things there that just, like, if you come with two people and you have to stay overnight, that could easily be a one grand trip. Cost of living crisis as well in this country. So it makes no sense, right? My, my lease is weak. It's got to be Man City, realistically. They've not been charged. Have they been charged? Maybe. They've got 100 charges. 100 charges against them. Like over 100 charges of financial breaches um, against them stemming from like 2009. Up to 2018. Well, there could be talk of their punishment being ranging from um, points deductions to even expulsion. They've been the most successful club in Britain for 10 to 12 years. And well, it's just been revealed they've been cheating, basically. The whole time. Right. The whole time. That's going to affect a number of clubs, such as United and Liverpool. Uh, a couple titles there for you guys. Like, going down to, like, the Champions League places as well. Because I read, like, I was watching this thing. Everton finished fifth one year. So, <laughs> yeah. what does that mean for, like, revenues, for example? They're missing out on 30 mil. And players as well. No one's a financial expert. No one's a legal expert either. So, I don't actually know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, Manchester City could get a number of clubs 
looking to sue them and taking them to court over an achievement they've missed out on. That is gone now. You can't go back and reverse reverse history. What do you think should happen to them? I think there's going to be a massive time lag on <clears throat> and whatever punishment it is. I would love a little point deduction for them like immediately because obviously I saw ahead kind of thing. But realistically, I think whatever happens to them is happening in like next, I don't know, three to six months, perhaps a year even. So it'll take a while because obviously they've they got these big lawyers in, the one that helps Boris Johnson. Lord. Whatever, Gate. Yeah, yeah. Lord. In a day. Like pillow sign that. That's yeah. like, is that the name? 80 grand a day, 400 grand a week. You could say that if you have enough money to hire someone like that, you hire someone like that. But also if you're paying someone 400 grand a week, you might be quite guilty. If you think spending, knowing that this is going to go on for that long, if you're willing to spend millions on one person, to make sure that you minimise your punishment as much as possible, you know you're getting fucked. Yeah, I mean, one charge is, like, oh, debatable. Maybe three to four, five, but 100, over 100. Like, I heard 105 or something. That's... Well, well it's crazy. Mancini was involved, not involved, but something to do with his contract and him and being paid. You've seen the Pep questions as well. Like, he got asked about it, and he, like, got really defensive really quickly about whether... Was it recently, or was it the one in, like, 20, 2021? When they won the treble... When he, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he, yeah, the question was like, have you been re, uh, receiving external payments from Dubai? The best comment I saw attached to it was his answer is exactly what I would say if I had been receiving external payments from Dubai. <laughs> I think they should get expelled. I know you are arguing for the point deduction because that would help you guys, but In on, a, yeah. on a general note, like if you've breached that many things and completely taken the mick out of the rules and the league, like there's no reason for you to be there because yeah, like you don't deserve to be given a second chance or let off on a fine. Like if they get given a fine, that's ridiculous because this whole the thing is not going to touch them. It's not going to hurt them at all. Even if it's a hundred mil. Yeah, touch them. This whole thing is about the fact that they can afford to cheat and pay more money than they, anyone should. I, I do wonder how many of the charges are, like, actual things. Like, obviously... The grass one. The grass one's a bit silly. But, like, as in, like, when you get arrested, if you, say, had a small part to play in the death of someone, they might charge you with, like, second-degree murder or something because they actually want, like, a manslaughter charge, but they'll charge you with the harshest thing because that way that they, they can get the best-looking punishment for you because even if it gets demoted to manslaughter... At least they started higher up. So out of these 100 plus charges, Lord knows how many of those are actually going to hold up. No, I hear that. Yeah, I think expulsion wouldn't be harsh. It'll be, I think it'll be fair. Expulsion to where though? Like, are you just going to add an extra team to the championship or down the leagues? Like, what, what, what even happens then? If this was to go through, like, we'd never seen anything like it. Like, the closest would have been would be like the <laughs> county. I want to say it wasn't 30 points, but. It was enough for them to start on the minus, and then Wayne Rooney was obviously doing that massive mission of saving them. It was it was either minus fifteen or minus thirty. Well, I saw a thing which said the EFL is under no legal obligation to accept them if they did get expelled. I don't think the EFL say no because they are a powerhouse. They will bring a load of money into the championship or wherever. Even if you put them in League Two, they would bring a load of money into League Two. Wherever they go, they'll be back up after how very like, quickly. After the minimum amount of seasons, they they wouldn't have a problem. I think you need to expel them and put a transfer ban on them. You need to make them rely on the academy players. Yeah. Like, even if you say 
kept them in our league, the Premier League, stripped them of all of the previous titles and put on a nine-year transfer ban for one year of every year that they cheated. I would go for something like, because th- that makes them have to be self-sustainable and it means they can't really financially dope that much. Um, yeah, and obviously big stars will be gone. I don't think, what do you think of it? in terms of players legacy and like just the league titles they like the personal players are one and say like De Bruyne I don't think you can take away what those players have done as as much as you can say the club is a shambles in terms of they're just morally corrupt and maybe the players are in on it maybe they're not like but I don't it doesn't take away what they've done like at the end of the day they've won like they've they've performed week in week out as they should have mm. and like they they've played better than 90% of the teams like 90% of the time they've done what they were paid to do they've done it well and they should be they should be given the honour of being respected for what they've done you can strip Man City of the Premier League whatever but those players those players are still league winners I don't take it from them because it's not their actions they've just done mm. their job it'll be interesting to see how it plays out to be honest but the point is that I mean like you know what I've never seen obviously Arsenal won the league in my lifetime but I don't remember fuck all I know the players and that's about it. What hurts me, like, we could have had a Champions League to our name. Not because of City or anything, but like 06 against Barcelona. We're 15 minutes away from a Champions League. Do you know how mad that is? And then we've just got zero to our name. But that's minor. It's been it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed oh, this episode. Are we not doing tracks and stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. Go on. Hit me, hit me with the tracks. No, if you... If you no, if you... I... I... I don't actually have anything to go to. Right? I didn't. I I completely forgot. If I'm being honest, my track of the week was. This is why I said we'd talk about a female rapper. Is you should know by Rhapsody featuring Busta Rhymes. Five minutes of musical perfection. Really, the production and sample is on point. I mean, the sample is a very popular sample. But one of those ones that will get stuck in your head once you hear it. Um and both artists and the way they interact with each other is just they just completely kill it i listened to rhapsody first from an, a personal recommendation personal friend charlemagne god um he got in touch with me and he said to listen to rhapsody Ooh. he said it on the breakfast club obviously not he didn't say it to me but I, I i said she's kind of the best description i can give her to people that don't know her is the american little sims, the american little sims. the way she goes about it is very artistic like it feels more conceptual an album's a piece of art not just a load of songs and she's she's also more masculine when she raps than a lot of female rappers are it's the same with little sims like they both have the lyricism and the, the the way they use their voice is closer to the, a lot of male rappers mm-hmm. who, who use their voice as like a proper instrument than like Ice Spice. Can't stop hating, can you? Well, I was just making this, I was just saying this is, I why, am joking. This is why I said that I don't like Ice Spice as much as... I'll talk about my wife like that. Her, tra- her track is not um, track of the week for me, personally. Track of the week, I've actually gone for a podcast. It was the Jesse Lingard reveals a dark reality of being a world-class footballer for the diary of a CEO Stephen Bartlett podcast and yeah I really enjoyed seeing Jesse Lingard in that way him in a vulnerable light where like I think what he does in a changing room like I love that I think that's vibes I think if I knew him personally like me and him would probably be very good friends and probably have a sick time in changing room I like how he's always smiling. Like he seems to just like everyone says about him. Like he's just a positive ball of energy. Forget forget football and ability or whatever. He's just a good guy to be around. And obviously hearing about um, his mum having major depression and still does, and 
struggling with her relationship with men sometimes. And she never watched him play football, but she kind of found something within her to watch him at the World Cup. Like I just think that was a beautiful story. And yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's great. It's great to hear. Talk, he talks about his granddad as well and the influence his granddad had on him in <laughs> football. Um, some things that I don't particularly agree with in terms of like his granddad being really, really harsh on him when he was like 11, like not even that, like 10, 11 yeah. in football saying you'll never play for Manchester United if you play like that. So I, I, I don't like being too harsh. I don't like when, like, growing up and people are like, just better harsh than us. Like, but I used to get so much, like, from parents that weren't even mine. I was just like, sorry, what? But yeah, I like Lingard. I like his vibes. Shout out him. So what is, is it clothing item for you? Audiovisual. Audiovisual. Okay, what's yours? Mine is How to Get Away with Murder. I've watched that. It's good. I am hooked. Have you just started it? Started it like a week and a half ago. I'm already on season four. What? Yeah. I mean, I've got COVID. What else do you want? Yeah. Yeah, you've not had COVID for two weeks, though. That's another point. Um, (laughs) Season four. I also work with it on in the background. But like, those kids are hella ungrateful to Annalise Keating. I love her. Right. It's long and it's a slow, but. No, it's not. It's brilliant. No, but I'm hooked. Right, the reason why I'm hooked on it, it's amazingly fast-paced for how long it is. But the what, what I love about it, like you were talking about how earlier you is a bit of a thing of like getting into the mindset of someone else. And like this kind of thing is a really good kind of exploration on the subject of good people doing bad things. And like how yeah. it's really easy to keep going down that line once you've started. Like Big time. Like the innocent, the, the black girl, the innocent. Like she's so innocent. She's got this whole law Chris like vision sorted out she's getting married and then it just goes tits up it fucks up it's just like brilliant it's really good and the thing about it is I don't know if this I don't know if this will make sense when I say it but it feels like their writer's room was them coming up with the most unpredictable next step like the next plot line always had to be the least predictable thing and they would like come up with the weirdest possible plot line and if someone asked them like questions to like pick holes in it and they could answer away all those questions they would just go yeah let's use that one mm-hmm. if you could, if you could make a plot line that was completely ridiculous but you could back up that it is reasonable that it could happen they'd be like reasonable yeah let's go. there are a couple moments where it's predictable but for most part you have no clue what's coming next trust me um that's the same with you it was really unpredictable last night so Don, I did not think he was going to do what he did, but that is crazy what he did. Alison Becker, great actor, bro. Frank in How to Get Away and Murder. You know, Bonnie and Frank, bro, he looks like Alison Becker. I've been yeah, saying yeah. that. And, and then he starts, I'm guessing you've seen him like get with uh, one of the yeah. students. Is yours you? Yeah, I'd say so. I've only watched one I have to say though. Um, or Happy Valley. Okay. Have you watched Happy Valley? Um, I've heard about it. I think I do want to watch no, it. No, you need to. No, you don't. No, you, you need to watch it, bro. You don't think you know you want to watch it, trust me. But unfortunately, I'm on a bit of a time constraint in terms of like, I have to watch it anytime housemate Joe's here. Because listen, I don't get the concepts of watching things with people. Realistically, if I come back from a long day at uni, yeah. I'm going to stick on what the fuck I want. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to wait for Joe. And then because I can't watch it because Ted's in the room because he's not watching. I'm just like, bro, realistically. But now I've, I've fixed up my acts and I'm, I'm actually waiting these times. It's so jarring, though, if I'm honest with you. 
I get that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that I can just basically watch what I want when I want most of the time. Yeah, no, I, I can as well. That's the point. And I don't think they get that. They're okay. like, no, you've got to wait. I'm like, nah, don't. I can't lie, I've snaked them a few times. I've got, got in my room and watched it because you got it, you got it sometimes. Right. And then like I got caught out really badly because I was like, trust me, bro, we're on this. You remember when like this happened? He was like, nah, nah, that's not happened. I was like, no, 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 it has, it has. And they're like, no, I was in a different episode. I was like, damn. But yeah, Happy Valley or you. And House Gate well, is good, but I've not actually finished it. I was on that season four and then I got, I think I just got bored of it. Okay. It was locked down and then I just found myself watching it. But yeah. Garment of the week then? Garment of the week. Um, Probably like a workwear. Either trousers or jacket, like they just sign nine. My see, my garment of the week is the Kith Spring twenty twenty three cardigan. Oh, I seen that. Yeah, uh, I, I even messaged Ronnie Feig, the creative director of Kith, and asked him to gift it to me. And believe it or not, he didn't reply. Never predicted that. But there's also uh, there is actually a work jacket. That is like in the same style by Kith. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, how did you justify him gifting that to you? I said I have 140 followers. The growth for your brand that would cause would be insane. That would be a 0.05 percent increase of exposure. How could he refuse? Sports fixture. Leeds versus United sounds say not these United. That could be big. We've got Brent Arsenal got Brentford. I don't think we'll win the league. I'll say this now. Like genuinely, Liverpool Everton on Monday. That's well, massive for both clubs. Because well, because this is coming out on Wednesday. Mine is I think it's on the eighteenth. Newcastle, Liverpool. Yeah, Saturday the eighteenth. Because Liverpool look down and out and Newcastle are on a wave of form. And they're not though. They are. They're doing they're just getting hella draws. Nothing creative. No, well, though. Like, yeah, of course they're doing well, but but my point is like they. I think this game could be a turning point for either club. Liverpool, as with every game, have the ability to win, based off of the players they've got. Yeah, and Newcastle have the ability to start doing a lot worse than they are because they are still a project at this moment in time, and like there could be that one thing that goes wrong for them, or the one thing that like goes really right for Liverpool. So will this be the day that Newcastle begins slipping up? Will this be the day that? Liverpool come back to their original form or will this just be as it is maybe a draw maybe Newcastle win I think it's going to be a draw Liverpool you're right not looking themselves not looking themselves at all um, I did think they would finish top four as well but it's difficult now like I would like to see Newcastle get top four which like, I, I hope they're not they don't like tail off kind of thing because I like seeing what they can do and they've not really stretched their financial financial muscle yet. Leeds versus United, well, you guys, that's your title charge, no? Like, you guys got a title charge going on. Um, Leeds, I like I like a couple of the Leeds players. I really like Granotto. I think it's Nonto. But... Nonto, yeah. Italian player. Yeah, it's great player. So I want to see him do well. And Ellen Rose is a difficult place to go to. It's a difficult place to go to. Um, we we snuck a one to win, but like it's difficult. Like this is not Bielsa lead as well, so it won't be flowing goals, like raining goals. But and we've seen them play each other once now, very recent. Like the last game they both played, and it ended two all on as even. 
both teams could have won it. Like Varane yeah. had the last minute header, which nearly went in. Great save from Melier, and Leeds could have finished us off in the first half. So, yeah, that's true. And by the time we film our next podcast, Arsenal would have played Manchester City, so that would be massive. But yeah, but anyway, thanks for coming today. Like, thanks for joining me. You don't have to, but get well soon. Thanks. Get well soon with COVID. Um, yeah, really enjoyed. Really enjoyed myself. And shout out to whoever's listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And love and affection. We'll see you next week. Love and affection.